Truth in History with Charles A. Jennings. Welcome to Truth in History. Today on this video, I would like to ask myself and ask you a question. In this world in which we live, this untoward generation, this wicked, vile system, what do you see? That's my question. What do you see? What are your eyes looking at? Now, we have two sets of eyes. We have our natural eyes and we have our spiritual eyes. And our natural eyes today are seeing corruption in our government, absolute, total, diabolical corruption that is in our federal government, no doubt state and local governments, but personified in our national government. We see turmoil. We see infighting between political parties. We see uh, threats <clears throat> coming from the highest places in our government against the godly, against the Christians, against the righteous. And, but yet those that are in the wrong, they can, they can excuse. They can make, uh, quote, reasonable arguments why they have rights to commit the sin. And then they are politicians. They legalize the sins. And what do you see? We see uh, cattle dying. 18,000 head of cattle instantly died in this explosion. We see uh, 10,000 beef cattle last year suddenly die. And also we see food processing plants that are exploding, burning up, uh, some of them going out of business. It could be a scary time in which to live. We also see a war going on over in the Ukraine. And we're thinking, is this going to lead <clears throat> to World War III? Is this going to lead to an atomic warfare? Because we have a president and cabinet and, in, and an administration that seemingly does not know what to do and whatever they do is wrong. They're anti-American. They're Marxists. We see Antifa. We see BLM. But we've seen all this corruption go on long before those organizations were founded. We see the hearts of men that are corrupt. We see adultery. We see fornication. We see pornography. We see marching in the streets, those that are trying to destroy our heritage, our Christian history, and even our national history, tearing down Confederate monuments and Christian monuments, even Union monuments. They want chaos. They don't want democracy. They want total chaos. They don't want any rule whatsoever. 
That's what our natural eyes are seeing. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter number one, the Lord has always given His spokesmen, His prophets, eyes to see both good and bad. And this is what Jeremiah saw in chapter one. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? And I said, I see a seething pot. And the face thereof is toward the north. Uh Uh-oh, toward the north. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. Now, Jeremiah was living in the southern kingdom. And he's looking towards the northern kingdom. That's why it said in the north, which would have been northern Israel, the, the, the ten tribes or all 12 tribes, really. But this is what the Lord said about it. For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord. And they shall come and they shall set everyone his throne at the entering end of the gates of Jerusalem and against all the walls thereof round about and against all the cities of Judah. I will utter my judgments against them, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods and worship the works of their own hands. Jeremiah, through the eyes of the Spirit of God, saw judgment coming to his nation. And folks, it's time that we as Christians stop playing church, stop collecting money, Stop just indulging in our religious habits and ceremonies. We've gone so far into the depths of wickedness that it's now time to do business with God, and that is repent as a nation. But folks, we're not going to repent. Our nation as a whole is not going to repent. Some people are prophesying, and they prophesied a couple years ago. Well, Donald Trump is going to be back in the White House. Folks, Donald Trump is not our answer. He may be the best choice between him and the man that's in the White House now because he had some good political economic policies, but he did not stop the flow of evil and corruption in this nation, in government, in the schoolhouse, in the church house, in the outhouse, or any other house. He did not slow it down, and he never will. He may get back in, but folks, don't rely upon the ability of man. It's over with, because God told Jeremiah, I will bring judgment upon this house, the house of Israel, the house of Judah, 
because of all their wickedness, because they have forsaken me, they have burned incense unto other gods. Look at what the abortion industry has done. 60 million, 70 million babies born at the altar of Moloch, the god of pleasure, the god of opulence, the god of money, the god of immoral sex. That's where those 60 million, 70 million babies have been thrown into the pit of Molech. And you think the Lord is going to overlook that? I don't think so. He says, they have made incense unto other gods, and they have worshipped the works of their own hands. Man has become so smart in his science that science is now God among many people. It's God among uh, even a lot of Christians when they obeyed, you know, all the, the mandates during the pandemic because you have to, they said, believe science. Well, science didn't turn out so well. But folks, our nation is in trouble. But as Christian people, what should we see? What should we see as Christian people? We can see the bad with our natural eyes. We can see the discouraging part. We can see that which will be very, very depressing. It gives you no hope. You get the idea that, well, you know, why, why, what is there to live for? And many people have said, you know, what about our children? What about our, our great grandchildren? What type of generation are they going to inherit? What type of world are they going to have to live in? It's a scary thought. But let's, through our spiritual eyes, look at what we should be seeing. In the days of Isaiah, they were just as bad as they are today without all the electronics. The morality was as bad. The heart of men was just as wicked. And in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon his throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And amongst all the corruption of Isaiah's day, in his spiritual eyes, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. That's our only, our only hope. High and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. With twain he covered, he did fly. And they cried one to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the whole earth is full of His glory. Hallelujah. The whole earth is full of His glory. God has not abandoned us. He's still on His throne. This is none other than a picture of Jesus Christ on His throne. As Isaiah 
gives us that glorious picture. Also in the book of Ezekiel, we see in chapter number one, and there's a lot to read here, but chapter one, verse 26, he sees this vision and he said, and above the firmament that was above their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. That's representing the tribe of Dan. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above it. And I saw, Ezekiel said, I saw, as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire, and it had the brightness round about. As the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain, God's perpetual covenant to the family of Noah that he will not destroy this earth again by water. You see, when you see the Lord Jesus, you see covenant his promise that he's able to keep. So was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. None other than the Lord Jesus Christ before his birth. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard a voice of one that spake. You see, when you see him, then you hear him. He opens our eyes. Then he opens our ears to his word. Folks, you can look at the bad. You can look at the depressing. And people call us up and say, oh, it's, it's scary. You know, what's, what's going to happen to my children, my grandchildren? And that's proper concern. But folks, Jesus Christ is still on his throne and he will not be dethroned. So we may as well, as Christian people, read this book and believe this book. What do I want to see? In Daniel chapter number two, we see this image of the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. And it says, Daniel is speaking to King Nebuchadnezzar. You saw this great image. The head was fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly, thighs of brass, his legs of iron. And then in verse 34, he said, you saw till a stone was cut out without hands which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them in pieces. And it says in the latter part of verse 35, the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. People are looking for the Antichrist. Futurism tells you, you know, look for the Antichrist. 
Is he a Jew? Is he a Catholic? Is he a Protestant? Is he a Republican? Is he white? Is he black? Is he Indian? Is he this? Is he that? I'm not looking for an antichrist. Futurism tells you, well, then just look for a hole in the sky and fly away. That's, that's your rapture. Just fly away and everything will be fine. Turn this earth over to the devil. No, that's not the plan of God. The plan of God is for this stone that is cut without hands out of this mountain, the mountain of the kingdom of God. That's the fifth kingdom that's going to be on this earth, not a one world antichrist system. They're trying to get it there, but it's not going to happen. The fifth kingdom is going to be the kingdom of God that smites this Babylonian image on its feet and it's going to crumble. That's what I want to see. And the word of God gives me an insight into that great event that is going to take place. Well, what is this stone? The stone is the Abrahamic family. And it grew and it grew. And someday it will smite the image on its feet. You see, when I see, I see thrones when I see Jesus. One he sits upon and all others at his feet. I see crowns when I see Jesus, one upon his head and all others at his feet. You see, we have a God. Jesus Christ is his name that's high and lifted up above all the evil events of this world. And he's going to see his people through. In Luke chapter number nine, we see the picture of the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. And we all know the story. It said in Luke 9, 31, he appeared in glory and Moses and Elijah spake and talked about the decease, the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that Peter and James and John saw his glory. We must take our eyes off of this wicked world. We know what's going on. Our head's not in the sand. But we must take our eyes and place them upon the glory of Jesus Christ. It says in another translation in the book of Matthew, it says Peter, James, and John, and they saw Jesus only. See, Moses and Elijah had disappeared, and they saw Jesus once again. That's what we need to see. Over in the book of Hebrews, we read in Hebrews chapter 12, Wherefore seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Open our eyes to the great parade of the heroes of faith listed in Hebrews chapter 11. 
that cloud of witnesses we are surrounded by. We are encompassed by them. And it said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Verse number two, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He's won the victory on the cross. He said, it is finished. He put his heel upon the head of the serpent. The work is done, folks. It just needs to be executed to its completion in the earth. But Jesus Christ, looking unto him and him alone, plus seeing all this great cloud of witnesses that is around us. When we turn to the book of Revelation, what do we see in chapter 1? In the, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice saying, Alpha, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Verse 12, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and what did he see? He didn't see trouble. He didn't see crooked politics. He didn't see the LGB agenda advancing in the earth. He saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of them, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. Wow. And then he said in verse 17, And when I saw him... I fell at his feet as though I were dead. And he laid his right hand upon me and said, Fear not. Fear not. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth, and I am alive forevermore. That's what we need to see. That's what we need to see. Then when we turn to chapter number 4, verse 2, verse 1 and 2, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and a trumpet talked with me. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and I beheld a throne set in heaven, and one sat upon the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight, like unto an emerald. Well, there's a lot here. But John said that he heard a voice. And one of the angels said unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. How can we 
be defeated with the Lamb on our side when we're following the Lamb whithersoever He goeth. Folks, you see, when we look into this book, we, we get a God view of this world. Yes, judgment is coming to America. I believe it as sure as this table is before me. But Jesus Christ knows His own. He knows His own people. He will keep watch over His sheep. Yes, He will. We see also in the book of Revelation, John said in Revelation 17, verse 3, he said this. He said, I saw a woman, a beastly woman, sitting upon this scarlet-covered beast. And he said, I saw this woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. This advancing horde of evil. No time to go into the interpretation of that, but just a generic statement of this advancing horde of anti-God wickedness coming against the church. But he says in verse number 1 of 18, and he said, I saw another angel come from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen. Babylon is become the habitation of devils. I want to hear that call someday by that angel that says Babylon has fallen. Babylon the great is no more. It's coming down. The political structure of the United States, it's going to fall. I'm no prophet or the son of a prophet, but a man with, you know, half a brain and one eye knows that this thing cannot last in the natural with those that are even from in power that are unqualified to be there. Small men casting long shadows, you know the sun is about to set. But I also hear another sound in verse 4. Another angel saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partaker of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Folks, if it requires you to come out of the religious system, come out. Because you can see where it's going. It's going with the world. It's compromising with the, uh, all these, with the LGB system. It's compromising with the transgender system. The church at large is. Just give the other churches a chance. Give them three or four or five years. They'll, they'll, of conform to the wickedness of the world. But I see something else in the book of Revelation. Chapter 21, verse number 1, I see a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth 
passed away. Verse 2, I, John, saw the holy city. I want to pin my eyes on the holy city of Jerusalem, not the one that's over in the sandbox. But I want to put my eyes on the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, adorned as a bride for her husband. That's what John saw. And then he heard a great voice saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and will be their God. You see, folks, we can, we can look on the negative or we can look on the positive. Now I want to read the, the words that this songwriter penned. I don't know who wrote these words, but I want to read them. This is what I want to see. I want to see Israel marching. I want to hear that kingdom call. I want to see Zion's mountain. I want to see great Babylon fall. I want to see Jesus reigning upon King David's royal throne. Oh, won't that be a glorious sight to see when Israel comes marching home. I want to see the Israel nations on their knees before their God. I want to see the covenant people pass beneath the cleansing rod. I want to see the house of Jacob born again through Jesus' blood. Oh, won't that be a glorious sight to see when Israel returns to God. I want to see God's glorious kingdom lifted high o'er every land with its peace and its justice ever at our Lord's command. There'll be no death and sorrow. There'll be no grief and pain. Won't that be a glorious sight to see when Jesus returns again? And folks, Jesus Christ, our prophet, priest, and king, he is coming again. Lift up your heads for our redemption. Draw the nigh. God bless you.